The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Clean Nation. Mike Campion here with uh, our ads guru slash rock star slash homeless guy, Jared Robinson. Um, dude spends lots and lots of money for us directly. I think he spends millions. He might have spent millions for us. I don't know, but certainly yeah. millions. Okay. Millions for us, millions of people. Anyway, dude's done a couple of things when it comes to ads. Um, so today, I have been having conversations with our clients that I think would be helpful uh, to have with you, Clean Nation. And I've just been screaming at them in a vacuum. And I selfishly would love to get Jared's take on it. So I was just thinking I'd give a quick rant that I've been giving my clients um, and to just get Jared to be like, agree, disagree. Here's some nuance. Let me shade that in um, or give whatever opinion he sees fit. So there's two, I don't say mistakes, but two things I see owners of cleaning companies do when it comes to their online presence, websites and such that I think are, I don't say short-sighted. It sounds super judgy, but not serving them. Probably the best way to say it. So first is an over-reliance on a website. Not even over-reliance. That's not the case. Over-emphasis on a website. And then second, not really knowing how to make a website effective. So we'll start with the second one first. Not knowing how to make a website effective. Most of you guys spend money on a web developer and everyone, I've been doing this for eight years. We've helped thousands of owners of cleaning companies. Everyone I've seen, I've never seen a good website yet when it comes from a marketing perspective. I've seen a lot of very pretty websites that you could show your friends and your family and everyone go, that's a spanking new website. You must be a real business. I'm, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> like whatever that looks and feels like they do a great job for that. And then even your clients could go to and go, this looks like a fine, fine website but they're not marketers, right? They're graphic designers that are really good at making stuff look good, but they have no idea how to get a human being coming to your website to buy something, right? You know, the call now for a free estimate is, the, is as good as they get at marketing. So that's the first thing. Um, what we coach our folks to do is really have more of a funnel. So a website is visit us on Facebook, give us a call, sign up for a free newsletter, opt into this thing, contact us through a form, like just about us, just 90, not 97, a dozen different options of things that they can do. And many of them like go to check us out on Facebook. No offense, knucklehead, Facebook or YouTube or wherever else you're going to send them. Instagram is where people go to lose. They're, they're going to, they're never coming back, right? They came to you to solve a problem. You send them to your TikTok page. No offense, your TikTok page probably sucks. So they just get lost in TikTok world and they never come back. You want to do the opposite. You want to take them from TikTok and bring them to you. So we're doing that backwards. So the difference between a landing page and a website, a website is lots of different options and it's all about us and what we do. A landing page has one option and it's all about them and what they want. And if you think about someone going to a website, or landing page, they won't know the difference, but a landing page is not going to say, go to our Facebook. It's going to go book a 15 minute call, click here to give us your email address and raise your hand saying you're interested and get something of value in, in exchange. You could say book a call, but that's a, you know, you know, just call now for a free estimate, but that's, that's a little much. So a funnel is so much better for a marketer because you can track stuff. I sent a hundred clicks. I made the offer to book a 15 minute call or to download a piece of content of the hundred people that came, seven people booked a call, 
four people showed up for the call. One of them became customers. If I sent a hundred people and each person I sent was a buck, that's 200 bucks to get it. Like you can start doing some math, but when you have a website, you get a hundred people and you're like, I don't know what the hell. And they, all, they all just did whatever the heck they're going to do. And I don't know. So that's how websites are ineffective. The second problem that we talked about is we have an overemphasis on our website. We think, well, once I just get a website, then I'll be a rich, but you know, then I'll be a real business owner. Then I'll make a bunch of money. Like anyone on the internet with the billions of other millions or hundreds of millions of websites out there is going to come to your website. They ain't. Um, and we just think if we build a website and it looks sexy, they were like, wow, look at this sexy website. And in 1998, or ah, maybe that's too early, 2006, that was it. Oh, this guy's got a website. He's legit. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was a big deal to have one. Now it's not. People don't give a crap. What they do give a crap, they are going to Google you and they are going to look at your reviews. And if you have an Instagram page and if you have a Facebook page and are there posts and what are they like? And do I like this guy and your website or landing page or funnel? I don't know, might represent 15% of what they're going to look at as opposed to before it was hundred percent or 90, you know, like that was a big deal. There's a website. I got the information. I'm making all my judgment based on the website. Now it's just one of many pieces and people way overemphasize it. All right. I think that was long enough and rambly enough and incoherent enough, Jared, to give you plenty of mess to clean up. Give me thoughts on any or all of that. Yeah. I think the, the main messaging I hear around it a lot is I think they think that like, I need to be online. I need to be doing, I want to get leads online. So I need to get a website. Like mm. that's where it comes. And that's where the thought kind of comes and ends is like, oh, I need to get more leads online. I'll hire someone to build my website, period. And what you're saying is like, no. <laughs> yeah. You've essentially said like, hey, I need to get a job. So I'm going to buy tires. It's like, well, you do need tires to go on your car to drive you to your job. But there's a lot of other things you need in that vehicle. Like you, you should apply, you know, there's a lot of different stuff you should be doing. Um, so that's where I see that mindset of like website equals I'm getting online leads. The one of the things that I think is a great reflector of what we should kind of be looking at is obviously Google knows a lot about online marketing and they know a lot about how consumers act and work. And so if we take their two biggest platforms, which is like the search engine, and then for business owners, local service ads is another one that's really popular. Local service ads, they don't even run people to a website. They are literally literally promoting your business, your phone number, here's some pictures, here's some reviews, call them if you're interested type stuff. And that's a, that's a good sign that Google would not charge you per lead if they didn't feel like that system could convert leads. Because that would be a Keep in mind, you don't pay for impressions with that, meaning they're not just collecting a paycheck when no one's calling. They, You have to receive a call for them to charge you. And so they have created this system of run someone to local, like a local search to this platform, provide this information for them and push them to one call to action, which is to call this business. And then if you do the same thing and you look at AdWords, just Google search something, type it click on some of those stuff, you're going to see that most marketers or most cleaning companies or businesses in general are running to a page that all the information that you need is in the, they call it above fold. So it's just right there. There's headline, there's a sub headline, there's a call to action. And that's where most of your stuff. So sometimes I get someone who comes into the program and they say, Jerry, can you look at my website? And I'm looking at the top part and then they start to scroll. And I'm like, dude, 5% of the are going to even do what you just did. And who's going to get to the bottom of your website? Nobody. 
And so we have to figure out how to put your messaging in this little rectangle right at the top. That's right here. Um, they, and so they talk about the, if you ever want to like hide a dead body or, or, in, or, you know, data on you murdering someone, just put it on the second page of Google. You could almost say the same thing about <laughs> just put it below the fold of your website. Like no one's uh-huh. come to your website and they ain't scrolling. So couldn't agree right. more, Jared. Right. Yeah. And so when you take those two kind of examples of like, what is Google doing to get ads? And you can see like they're focusing on the above fold copy and landing pages or they're pr- they're just promoting this, these listings that have just kind of small amounts of information to help build that trust quickly and then pushing them somewhere. That's when we start to then focus in on what's the point of the about page? What's the point of the contact? What's the point of this? What's the point of this? Like, are we actually doing what generates leads the best or are we just kind of doing what we think is socially, what we're you know, based on what, what other people are doing, what we're supposed to be doing with our website? And I think once you kind of release yourself from the thought process of, I don't need to create this seven page, they choose like a buffet type experience where it's just like, I don't know. And we don't do sales that way. Like it's, it's, we have to take what we're doing on sales and put it into our landing page. And so that's for me is one of the biggest difference between the two of them. And I've heard people say, which superficially sounds like a good perspective until you really think about it. Well, I, you know, a little more sophisticated client would go, well, I, we haven't, because I'm always like, make it about them. They don't care about you. They just care about themselves. And they'll say things like, well, I have an about us page and we found 30% of our traffic or 40% of our traffic or 60% of our traffic goes to the about us page. I'm like, I'm sure they do. How many of those turn into buyers? Well, but it's like, all right. So is the goal is the scratch the guys it maybe they don't know what to do to solve their problem so they're like well this is the most interesting thing i can find because you haven't talked about them and their pain so they they see you and they go i like this guy and they wander off and do nothing so if the goal is to get people to go to a site just give google or facebook a lot of money you make that happen but if the goal is to convert talk about them and their pain like about us pages really should be about you so if you've got everyone going to the about us page tithe about us and then say, you were looking for a company in this city that does this thing and you want that. And if that's what you want, then go here and do this thing. So how real quick, real quick, Mike. Yeah. It's sort of like, if it's the idea is like, if someone's going to give you five seconds of their time is the about page where we want that maze, that five seconds to end. And if the answer to that is yes, because it's then great, but it's probably not. It's probably not where, and so it's just everyone you think of it like a maze and you just took someone into a dead end and then they said, gone. Yeah, and that's what's taking place in that. So yeah, what well, good point. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. So what do we, I think we've actually done a pretty okay job articulating the problem. So the overwhelm our clients get to, and obviously we can help them one-on-one, we'll try and help these guys one-to-many, is, well, I've already got a website or I don't have a website and I, you know, I'm not really online. I don't have a, like, I'm a little overwhelmed now. Like, so I think a lot of people are like, well, thanks, Mike. Now I know the website I just spent five grand on is worthless. Thank you very little. Or on a better side, good. I can kind of give myself like, oh, good. I don't have to spend five grand on a website. It's not that big of a deal. I have a crappy website or no website. But now what? So how do we help those that are like, okay, I'm buying what you're selling, Mike and Jared. Now what? Yeah, the I guess my overall thoughts on that would be 
you need to know what the pain of your customer is and create a place that they can get that pain solved. That's the way I would say it. And so when you, and if you need to change from, I need a website, which is a, what we think as a place where I talk about my business and about my team. And I, and I tell them I'm the number one trusted person in Colorado. Yeah. What, Best I, cleaner. I had, I had something, uh, I was working in the group and one person had their website open, the other person had their website open, and they both had the same thing. They were both in the same area. They're like, number one <laughs> in Florida. It's like, well, that's our all of you but one is lying. <laughs> when the best cleaner, number one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think they were we most just, trusted. I think that's what it was. They were both the most trusted. And yeah. you can, they even have a law about that, by the way, because I always wondered, like, with our government and, you know, like, you know, world, raise world famous pizza, you know, like, I'm like, how do you get away with saying that? And they actually have a law where, like, if it's, I forget what the name of it, but like obviously like boastful. There's a word like if it's just like kind of whatever, they don't even count it. You know the government, they want to legislate everything. So if they're like, nah, no one pays attention to that crap, they really don't pay attention to that crap. So yeah. the reason you can say like, you know, world famous pizza or best pizza in New York, and you can make these claims because the, even the government who wants to legislate everything of everything is like, oh, no one believes that crap. So when the government goes, no one believes it, you can be assured no one believes it. So world's best cleaner, top rated cleaner, best cleaner, we're better cleaning, we're nicest, we're the no one believes any of that crap. And it's funny, my wife and I'll be driving by, it's like world's greatest furniture store. And I always joke like, yeah, they, they actually took over. There was second greatest furniture store across the street. They just put them right out of business. Like, well, of course, no, it's absurd. Someone named themselves second best. So obviously first best means nothing because everyone claims it. And it's, it's ridiculous. Right. So how do we kind of get through the overwhelm of like, I need something. So thank you to know I don't have to spend a year and 10 grand on a website, but I got to get something up. Like, how do you go from zero to what you need as opposed to, you know, wasting the, the website route? Yeah. So we use a lot of uh, like landing page builders is essentially what they are. They're really quick ways to get online. You essentially sign up and connect a domain to them and they allow you to create these landing pages that kind of just have, they're known as funnels. And so they essentially go through a process of what you want. A funnel means that there's one call to action taking place. Can someone do the about page? No. Can someone go look at your uh, whatever? No, it is legit. Hey, if this is your problem, click here. And that's how we work through that. And so if, yeah, from my perspective, I'm looking at, if I'm owning a clean company, I'm going to get something that's going to help me build um, landing pages. And so some people use like, you know, the cheaper options are like Aweber, where that has landing page built in, has your email integrated in it, and you can use something like that. ClickFunnels is another great one that people use. Like there's a lot that are, that's out there. Lead pages is another one. You can just kind of Google, um, landing pages. And so you'll have something that's there. And then from there, I think where we get our overwhelm or where we feel like we can't do it is we get focused on design. We think that design has a lot to do with it. And so we get really caught up and, and, I, and I've seen this uh, comment, like the delay. So we'll have people in the program and, and, you know, they'll say, well, you know, I can't get into that module yet. Cause I'm still building my website. <laughs> and it's like, what you don't need how, no, you can get up in a day. Like if you can get, if you have your, your problem and you know who it is, because the other side of a landing page is that we have to think about it as an entire journey. So where websites kind of make their mistake is they're just like thinking of it, like as someone walking into a store and you're just like, welcome, look around where a landing page, we, we drive traffic to the landing page. So we know things about the traffic that's coming to us. And so we can, right when they walk in, we can make assumptions about that person and start talking to that person 
with the correct messaging. And so it's just kind of this cohesive experience as opposed to welcome, knock your socks off, you know, in, look around specific. If you're like, well, how do I know something about the person coming to the website? Or say you don't, we only speak to the person we want. So if I say, Hey, are you a busy mom? Over, and that's why, by the way, when you do any of this stuff, I'm, we're always niche, 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 niche. People are like, I do commercial and residential. Well, you better advertise a niche. Because if you say, are you a busy mom trying to get time with her kids? Or do you, are you a car dealer owner who's this? Or are you a doctor who, or like, that doesn't work. So you got to, yeah. You want to talk to the, like when I come, when grow my cleaning company, if you come there, it's all going to be about owners of cleaning companies and their pain and their struggle. Well, what if a realtor comes and he's got pain? I don't care. He's not my client or she's not my client. So you don't even have to know something about them. A, if you're sending traffic to them with money, you do know something because you had an ad that they clicked on and you know that right. who's going to click on an ad about kittens unless they're interested in kittens. Who's going to click on an ad and cleaning? Unless they're, so if it's paid traffic, you are going to know something. If it's organic traffic, you don't necessarily have to know something. You make some assumptions, but who cares? Speak to your client and what they want. And if it's the wrong guy and he leaves, we don't care about that guy. Like a lot of it's just about ego. Like I want my mother-in-law to look at it and think I'm important. And she goes to this and goes, this is ugly. The graphics aren't important, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but this makes me millions of dollars. Right. Or a fear that we're, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll clean for anyone who gives me money. And so there, there's a nervous of like, wait a second. What if, what if, what if, what, what if, if this guy, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, dude, if your business model is built on the what ifs, like you are going, you just can't scale is the truth of it. And that's what we see is like, if you're doing that, you're just not a scaling cleaning company. You're a busy cleaning company. That's just jumping from job to job and move-ins and move-outs and one-dimes and all this kind of stuff. And so you have to be confident and like, this is who we are. This is why we serve this particular niche. This is the problem that we solve. If you're interested in this, sign up with us. And that keeps the power with you. It keeps the narrative with you and allows you to choose your clients who you're going to work with and build uh, a, a cleaning company that can be scaled. Cool. I'll give one last thought kind of on the socials piece of it. And Jared, I think is better at that than I am. So I'll let you comment any way you see fit. The one thing I don't like about socials is they're going to tell you something. So I would rather have not be on a platform than be on a platform poorly. So a lot of guys have an Instagram and there's seven posts. The last one was nine months ago and they've got 18 followers. I would turn that bad boy off. It's okay to not be an Instagram. People are going to look for you on Instagram and is it going to be a small ding? I guess, but just some people aren't. But seven boring pictures with four followers and you know nothing recent is probably worse. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is, if you are going to be on social, spend 30 minutes a week creating content, like just two or three posts. And you can just put it to all the things that you're on, like a quick little 10 second video could be a reel. You could take the, the script of it and put it on uh, Twitter. You can take a piece of that, put it on LinkedIn, put it over here. So just be consistent. I'd rather you have good content that's consistent. doesn't have to be great, just recent and plenty of it and talk about your customers. And again, feel free, uh, we're on Instagram, see exactly what we do. It's just little quickie, easy things about you guys and how to how to build your company. Not a big deal. Um, anything I'm missing on that or anything you want to add, Jared? Yeah, I I think there's, yeah, I think there's like the good, better, best sure. mindset that you can have with that. And so like the good is like legit, similar to what Mike was saying, like if you are not involved in this, this is not your like, focus in on just maybe one and call it a day. And so you're like, look, if you try to do everything all at once, you're just going to do nothing. So and just if you, focus in on- And if you're not sure which one, ask your client. Depends on your perfect prospect, right? So right. I keep, we just like, is it is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? I don't know. Ask, and don't assume what your client is and don't do what you want. We were on Instagram for a long time because I think it's stupid. Um, sorry, Instagram fans. But you all don't, you guys are all up in that Instagram crap. Same with TikTok. I thought it was asinine. 
dumb, 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 dumb. So don't do the, this is what I like. And this is where I think people should be. <laughs> you don't get a vote where your people are, where they go to solve their problem. If you have to pick one, pick based on what they want. And I want you think. Sorry, go ahead, buddy. Yeah. So then you go, you're, that's your good. Your better is, I would say is like, you, yeah, you, you, cause you can pin posts. And so like create a handful of content that's good, that it shares pain information that shares that you, so if someone stumbles across this, they're being sold your marketing message. It's very similar to what your landing page is through posts and then direct them to your landing page from there. And you can pin those posts at the top. So there's something there that's catching them. That's probably the better version. And then I would say the best is to be consistent, create content, post regularly, have that value that's giving to your clients and then having them a reason to come in. So that would be kind of my good, better, best. So notice Jared didn't say, here's a picture of a dirty house and here's a picture of a clean house. And everyone's just supposed to go from that. Like, wow. Like I promise you, if you just say I'm Steve's cleaning, they're probably going to assume you know how to clean. Like showing proof of like, look how dirty this was and look how clean this is. Like, I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to come in here and spread urine all over everything. Look at these pictures. He cleaned it. Like, of course they know that, right? So talk about them and their pain. And it's not about my ability to clean. They're going to assume that. It's your ability to understand them. Are you a mom? Do you feel like you work hard and nobody appreciates you? Do you just wish at the end of the day you could come home and relax and not have to have the dirty dishes staring at you? Do you wish you could be with your kids and play on the ground or on, on your carpet without dog hair everywhere? Do you not want to have the same fight about your husband? Why don't you clean this dump up? I work all day. So do I. Why don't you clean? You can go on and on and on. It goes the same with commercials. So talk about them and their problem and offer them a god dang solution as opposed to just talking about you and how good you clean. All right. Rant over. Anything to add, Jared, or should we call it? That's good. Jared says we're good. We're good. If uh, you want examples of all this, go to GrowMyCleaningCompany.com podcast. Again, this is hopefully me talking about you and your pain. You're going, holy crap, this, if this guy can help me like this for free, imagine what would happen if I give money, right? Same with Instagram, same with all our socials. Feel free to check out what we're doing. Um, Anyway, growingcleaningcompany.com has got all the good stuff. I think we got a Facebook group, plenty of assets and resources for you guys to grow your cleaning company. Check it out. See you soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.